All right, Jeremoth say good morning, good morning. Let us, let us begin. So, Baruch Hashem, begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning. Share to thank our Tamil Torah sponsors for the month of Kislev. To thank Josh and Becker Friedman for dedicating the Shi'urim and Joshua's this month. Le'ilui Nishmas, Josh's father, Yisrael Yehuda, Benarav Chaim Rafal, Zechon of the Racha. To thank Sammy and Malka Esterson for dedicating the Shi'urim and Joshua's this month. Memory of their parents. Yitzchak Leib Ben Aaron Akoin, Sarah Rachel Bas Barach Avram, Hinda Bas Hanech Ephraim, and in the schos of the continued health and tatzlach of Mr. Morton Esterson, Admeve Esm Shanim Tovos. To thank the Pepper family for dedicating all the Shimon Drushos this month in commemoration of the yard site of Yosef Pepper, Yosef David Zichron Levracha Ben Yaakov. To thank our week of learning sponsors, uh, Steve Kalaskov, in honor of his father's first yard site. In Hashem of Nachum Sender, Ben Moshulam, Shalom Yerzah Hashem, have an aliyah, and enjoy an eternal licht gagan Eden. We thank Ayala and Sarah Steimer for dedicating the week of learning, and the schools of Rafu Shlemer for the continued health of Shulamis Bas Susha. We thank our Dafyomi sponsor for today, the Efron family, in honor of our Zaydi, Great Zaydi and Great Great Zaydi, Yosef Herschel Ben Mordechai Halevi, Jerome Efron on the occasion of his 99th birthday. Wow. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Incredible. Incredible. Well, I will say I have, I have a strong feeling that also once you reach 99, the only kind of gift that actually matters to you is Torah. Because at the age of 99, anything else, that's, and of course your family, but I'm saying anything else that's going to be gashmi, anything else that's going to be material, I can't imagine holds that much weight for you anymore. So beautiful. And of course, again, our Dafyomi refreshments are sponsored by Gidai Rosenblum, in creation of the yard site of his mother, Rachel Bas Meir, Zichron of Rachel. We hope that the merit of the Rachel, so the Talmud Torah, Meir Tashem, the Nisham, Shtafen Aliyah, and the family in Ochama. All right, Jabosi, with that, beautiful to see so many sponsorships, truly heartwarming. So, Jabosi, with that, let us begin. So, we are picking up today, Emir Hashem, on Daf Mem Zayin. We're actually picking up on the top of the page. Two dots. Ha'omer the Chavero. So, just to reorient ourselves a little bit, this was the last case in the Mishnah. So, in this case in the Mishnah, a person said like this. So, Omer the Chavero, Konim Lebeisha Sha'ani Nichnos. Right, so this is a case where I go over to Ruvain. I say to Ruvain, your home is Konam onto me for me to enter it. Remember, again, about say, Konam ultimately, again, is a kinui, is a similar, a similar equivalent expression. Konam means carbon. So effectively, I'm going ahead and top, top of the page, top of the page, Memzayim, 47a. Right? So, we'll say, so essentially, what I'm saying is, your home is a carbon to me, your home is a carbon to me, entering into it. So, what's the halacha? Or again, Sadcha Shani Lokeach, or again, your field is Konam to me. In terms of purchasing it, so what's the halacha? The halacha is ultimately again meis o mutter. If Reuven sells the field, right, or he dies, I'm permitted to go ahead and now enter the house or purchase the field. What's the logic? The logic is because it's no longer Reuven's. The prohibition only only was there when it actually belonged to Reuven. Similarly, again, konis bayis shani nichnas. Sorry, konim bayis zeshani nichnas. Sadazusha ani lokeach. However, again, also you've actually seen this already before. If I say this home or this field should be konam to me, then what? Then even if halacha even if halacha Ruvain dies, I still can't go into the house. I still can't purchase the field. Good. So I'll say that was the case in the Mishnah. And the truth is we actually saw it before in earlier sages as well. Based on this, something really interesting occurs. So Avimi raised the kasha. What was Avimi's kasha? Konim lebayis zeh. So we'll say now, this is the reverse case. In this case over here, I go and I say to Ruvain, Ruvain, 
Konim Ruvain, my home, this home, or actually, I'm not really saying my home, I'm saying this home. Ruvain, this home should be konam to you in that you cannot enter. So I'm making this home, which is my home, making this home my home, konam onto Ruvain. So what's talocha? Meis, oshemach, oshemach, rolaacher, mahu. So I'll say, what's talocha? If let's say I die, or I go ahead and I sell it to someone else, is Ruvain, what's, what's Ruvain's status? What's his relationship Ultimately, again, with this piece of property, I'm going to take a quick look at the run for just a moment. So the run is in the wide lines, two, four, six, eight, nine lines in. Middle of the line where it says, Konam. Konam abayi zeshani nichnas, v'sada zeshani lokech, meisu machola achraser, techeven de bayis zeka amar, shavye iluye chaticha disura. So here's the shayla, here's the shayla. So I go ahead, I have a home, we should actually do this outside. I have a home, and I say to Ruvain, Konam Bayis Zeh, Sha'ata Nichnas, This home is Konam onto you for your entering into it. Which will say essentially means, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm telling Ruvain, he cannot enter the home. What's the Shaila? I die, or I go ahead and I sell it. What's Ta'alacha? Does the prohibition, does the prohibition to enter the home still remain upon Ruben or not? So we'll say, what's the Shailas? Here we go. Adam Oser Davar Olo. So we'll say, does a person have the ability, does a person have the ability to essentially create a, a, a level of Isser on an item that's in his possession to the point that the item remains prohibited even when it leaves his possession? So we'll say, see, so that, that's the Shaila. In other words, Obviously, when the house is mine, when the house is mine, am I allowed to say to Ruvain, Konam Bayis Ze Alecha? Can I say that? Yes. Absolutely. Why? It's mine. So what's the Shaila? Can I create a level of prohibition or can I create an Isser that will remain on the object even when it's not in my possession? And I will say, when you look at this question, it's strange. What's the Havamina that, that should work? I'm going to say, where, where would I even think for a moment? that I could go ahead and regulate the status of something when it's no longer under my control. So if you think about it, it doesn't make any sense. In other words, when I own the home, to say, Ruvain, it's Konam onto you, that's fine. Now I take the home, I sell it to Levi. Sell it to Levi. The home has nothing to do with me anymore. Why would it be a Havamina that therefore Ruvain can't enter into the house? So I'm, say, we're gonna, I'm telling you this now, though, we're gonna see it later on, but I think it's a part piece on the stand of Sugya. And all of this derives, or this, this havavina derives in the following case. Let's say I say, I say to, I say to my son, it doesn't mean my son, it's not the case in the Gemara. Right? I say to my son, my property is konam onto you during my life and after my death. And after my death. What's that, Allah? My son can't benefit from my property during my lifetime and after my death. That's the springboard for this conversation. Once we have a concept, once you have a concept, that you can legislate the status of your estate even after your death. And, and again, that we're going to see, everyone agrees with. Everyone agrees you could legislate the status of your estate after your death. That wasn't good English, but you could legislate during your lifetime, right? What's going to happen to your estate after your death? We'll say, what does that show that you can do? That shows that there's a concept of being able to legislate status even when something is no longer technically under your purview. Once I accept that premise, then this Havamina becomes possible. So now, say, so now I'm asking, so I say to Ruvain, Ruvain, this home is, this home is konam onto you. This home is konam onto you. Now the home changes possession. 
does the prohibition still devolve upon Ruvain? So I'll say, but the formulation is very interesting. Now, Adam Oser Davar Shibar Shuso, Shuso, does a person have, let me say it differently, does a person have the ability to create a level of Isser while an item is under his ownership to the point that the level of Isser will remain intact even when what? It's no longer under its ownership or not. That's the Shaila. So Rav, Rav says, Tashma. So I'll say, here it is. Homer Libno, a person says to his son, Konem ilashenu. If I say to my son, if I say to my son, konem, so I say to my son, Konam, my property onto you. Konam, han, my hano onto you. Which means, I'm making a nether that my son should not derive any benefit from me. So what's Talacha? Talacha is, the, when I'm alive, the nether is intact. If I die, the nether is no longer intact. My son has the ability to go ahead and inherit me. On the other hand, again, the Hagos changes to Bechayai Ubemosi. What happens if I say to my son, Konam my Hana onto you during my lifetime and during my death? Oh, then in that case, Umes, and then I die, Lo Yirashenu. We'll say ultimately again, he doesn't inherit me. What do you see from here? Shmamina. Adam Oser Davar Shuso Shuso Shmamina. So I'll say, what do you see from here? You see from here that Halachalamaisa person indeed does have the ability to legislate the status of property that he currently owns and allow that status to remain even after he no longer owns it. Shabbos says, so that's what I pointed out. The paradigmatic case or the source, the source case for this is the case of the father and son. Right? Father says to his son, Kona my property onto you, or Kona Hano, my Hano onto you during my lifetime and during my death. What's Talacha? During the lifetime of the father, son can't benefit, and after the father dies, the son does not inherit him, which shows us that a person is able to create a level of Isra upon property that he currently owns, and if he articulates it in a certain way, that level of Isra could remain even after he no longer owns the property. And I will say, that's how the Rambam Paskins, the Rambam says over here in Parak Hay, Halacha Hay, of Hilchos Nedarim. Um, actually, let me, we'll save it. Yeah, you know what, let, let's actually, let, let, I'll, come, I'll come back to this halacha, let's do actually the next case first. And I will say, but again, that is how the Gemara is Paskining, Adam Oser Davar Shuso, a person can prohibit something when it's in his property, when it's in his Rishos, L'Chishiyetzim Rishuso. And the level of Isra will remain even when the item leaves his Rosh So I will say, if you think about it, it's a pretty significant Chiddush. Pretty significant Chiddush that you could regulate, that you could regulate. I will say, it's, it's also like such a, you, you could regulate the status of an item even if you no longer own it. Also, there's an incredible Musa Haskell in that as well, which is sometimes actions that we perform, actions we engage in, things we say, have a ripple effect long after, long after, those things are in my rishos, right? When I was about to say, you say something to someone, the word has, right? So when my words are in my rishos, I go ahead and I control them, right? So now I've said the words. The words have left my rishos, left right left my rishos. So you might think that words, the words leave your rishos, that's it. You no longer control their impact. So I will say it's not true. Sometimes the impact I create, even once the words leave my rishos, are still there. Same thing with my sin. So many times we act, we do things, and like we, we fail to recognize that the consequences of our actions live on long after, long after those actions have left our domain. What I do, what I do, what I say, how I act has a ripple effect. 
that often remains intact long after I've even forgotten about the words or forgotten about the actions. What a Musa. What a Musa. Let's go back there. So Tanan Hasam. Let's say another another Mishnah. Konam Peros Alai. So listen to this. Person says, Konam these peros onto me. Okay, so we'll say it's a pretty straightforward case. Right? So konam, sorry, these fruit, these fruit should be a konam to me. What am I saying? I'm prohibiting myself from deriving any benefit from these fruit. Or konam hein alpi, right? Or I say these, these fruit should be konam to my mouth. Konam hein lifi, right? Ultimately, again, these, right? These fruit should be konam to my mouth. So good, both say all straight out the shonos, ultimately, again, of, of, of an Israel Nether. So it says, what's that? This is very interesting. Wow. This is really interesting. So we'll say, let's, let's work backwards. Let's work backwards. If you take those fruits, right? So I have, I, have, I have a bushel of apples, right? The basket of apples. I say, these apples are konomapi. I'm not allowed to eat them. Okay. Now I say, imagine I go ahead and I plant those apples. And now a new apple tree grows from it. What's that? I can't benefit from the apple tree. Can't benefit from it. Why not? Because that's called Gidulehen. <laughs> so I will say, that's not the bigger Chiddush. What's the bigger Chiddush? The bigger Chiddush is, is Chilufehen. So I will say, if you take a look, if you take a look at Rashi for just a moment, so Rashi says over here, what does it mean Chilufehen? So first of all, God of order. Rashi says, Gidulehen is Shenatan Vigdil. That's what I just told you. Take the apples, you plant it. So I will say, that makes sense, right? Why does that make sense? Because Lamaisa, because Lamaisa, if I take the apples, plant them, and now an apple tree grows, that apple tree is a derivative of, is it not even a derivative? It's a direct manifestation of the apples which I prohibited to myself, therefore it's Asr. But look at Rashi, Asr Bechilufein, first short line, in this Chalfu Bepeiros Acheros, Vedavar Shalom Ali Olamu. They will say, watch this. Let's have a basket of apples. I say these apples are konam to my mouth, so I'm not allowed to eat them. And now what happens, I take the basket of apples, I exchange them for a basket of, of oranges, right? Or I exchange them for money. What's Talacha says, the Gimara? I'm not allowed to benefit from the oranges, I'm not allowed to benefit from the money. Right? Also, it's Chilufeyan. Any item that I exchange the apples for, ultimately, again, is prohibited under the power of the nether. Incredible. Incredible. So the Gimara says, here's the fine. So that's, that, that's the straightforward Talacha of the Gimara. Now you must listen to this. Boy Rami Barchama, our konam perosailu aploni. This is very interesting. Let's say, let's say, I have a basket of apples, and I say, my apples should be konam to Ruvain. Should be konam to Ruvain. Okay? So we'll say, so now what's the shayla? So, mahu bechilufehen. So we'll say, so here's what's interesting. The Gemara doesn't ask about gidulehen, because gidulehen is obvious, right? If I, if, if, I, if I go ahead and I say, Ruvain, this basket of apples is usher unto you, then I plant a basket of apples and it causes an apple tree, it makes sense that that apple tree is going to be usher to Ruvain. Why? Because the apple tree is just simply another form of the same exact apples that I prohibited. What about the exchange? I was about to say, so let's say I have a basket of apples. I say, Ruvain, these apples are konam to you. These apples are konam to you. And now what happens? Now I exchange the basket of apples for a basket of oranges. Are the oranges usher to Ruvain or not? It's the Shiloh. So the Gemara says, let's analyze this. Mi aminon gabi dilei hoyova adam oser peros chaveralatsmo adam oser davar shaloh bali olam. Now both say, let's take a step back for just a moment. Remember again, Rashi said, Rashi said, What's the interesting part of Achilufehen, Rabbi What's the interesting part of it? Rashi calls Achilufehen a Davar Shalom Bali Olam. 
What is the Davish Olam? Something that was not in existence at the time the nether was made. So this is very interesting, right? Because think about this. Let's go back to the original case. I said, Konam, Konam these, Konam these, this, bas- this basket of apples for me. So we'll say, now what happens? I exchange the, bas- the basket of apples for a basket of oranges. As far as the nether was concerned, did I have in mind the basket of oranges when I went ahead and I spoke about the apples? The pastors no. So Rashi calls this a Dabr Shalab Ali Olam. This was not in existence. So first, the oranges might have actually been physically in existence. What he means is in terms of my mindset, right, the oranges were, were not in existence. We're not in existence at the time I made the nether. So what we see is something very interesting. Yet, when it comes to my own nether, my own nether prohibits Gidulehen, which is obvious, but also prohibits Chilufehen. Also prohibits a Dabr Shalab Ali Olam. Okay, so now we're asking this follow-up question. What's the following question? I make the nether, Ruvain, Konam, this basket of apples to you. You can't get benefit from the apples. So the Gemara takes it for granted that Gidulehen is going to be Aser. Okay, what about Chilufehen? Now I go ahead and I take the basket of apples, the basket of apples, and I exchange it ultimately again for, I exchange it for a basket of, a basket of, um, Arjus, thank you. So what's the Shaila? What's the Shaila? So here we go. Mi Amrinon, Kabe delay. When it comes to the person himself, meaning me. When it comes to, I'm the one who made there. When it comes to me, As an individual, I have the ability to prohibit my friend's produce to myself. Therefore, I can also answer a Dabar something that was not yet in existence at the time of my nether upon myself. So the Gemara saying is like this. The same way I could take something external to me and make it asr to me, so I could also make a davar shalom bali olam asr upon myself as well. Right? In other words, so I, I, I could go ahead and I could say Ruvain's produce is asr to me. So it's also a davar shalom bali olam as well, the basket of oranges, which I didn't have in mind at the time of the nether, also becomes asr to me. On the other hand, gabi chavero, on the other hand, when it comes to my friend, Ruvain, right, I can't answer Ruvain's fruit upon Ruvain. Right? In general, we'll say, this is a general halacha, but I will say, you know where we know this from? The paradigmatic example of this is Avodah Zara. Is Avodah Zara. The halacha is, if you go ahead and you worship someone's item, chas shalom, as Avodah Zara, as Avodah Zara, you can't transform that item into Avodah Zara. So can you imagine, by the way, you get into a fight with your neighbor, right? He, he rolls up in his brand new, uh, brand new car, and you say, watch this, watch this, right? You take out your prayer rug, you go ahead, you bow down to the car, bow down to the car, right? Make the car into Avodah Zara. I will say, I bet that's also an Isra Misa. You'd be surprised what people would be willing to do to get back into friends. Right? So let's say, or former friends. Right? So can you imagine, say, so the halacha is, you cannot go ahead and transform, even if you worship someone else's item as Avodah Zara, you can't transform it into a form of, into a deity, in form of idolatry. So Rebbe say, this concept of Adam, right, you cannot answer your friend's payros upon your friend. You can't answer anything upon your friend. I take that back. You can't ask for something. Because that's all these cases. I'm asking for something. In other words, I can't take Ruvain's produce and make Ruvain's produce usher onto him. Therefore, I will say the same way, perhaps, that I can't go ahead and take Ruvain's produce and make Ruvain's produce usher onto him. So too, Ein Adam Oser Davar Shalab Bali Olam Al Maybe 
I also can't make a davar shalabah, the olam asr upon my friend. See, I say, what can I do? See, I can take my bushel of apples, I can take my bushel of apples, and make a neder, and through that neder, prohibit the bushel of apples on Reuven. That I can do. But maybe if I go ahead and I exchange those apples for oranges, the neder doesn't evolve upon the oranges. Why not? Because the oranges are a davar shalab the olam. And in the same way that I can't take Reuven's produce and make it asra upon Reuven, maybe I also can't take a davar shalab the olam and make it asra upon Reuven as well. Oh, the other possibility is, the other possibility is, oh, Dilma, Mishum dechilufan ki gidulan dami. Lo shnoho v'lo shnochavero. Or I'll say, maybe not. Maybe chilufayan and gidulayan are kind of like a unit. And that's why they're mentioned together. And therefore, wherever gidulayan is going to be problematic, so so too again, so chilufayan is going to be the same thing. And therefore, there's just the same way that ultimately I will say, if I make an enter for myself, Right? I make it, I'm not eating a basket of apples. So, Gidulein, if I plant the apples and they grow a tree, can't eat it. Chilufein, exchange, exchange the apples, still can't eat the basket of, basket of oranges. So too, again, the semi Chilufein and Gidulein works by me. Chilufein and Gidulein is a unit. So, so too by Ruvein, Gidulein works. So, therefore, Chilufein will also be Asar. So, we'll say, that's the Shaila. So, again, let, let's just frame this. So, here's, here's what it seems like everybody agrees with. If I make a nether, if I make a nether, and I say this basket of apples is asr to me. If I plant the apples and it grows a tree, what's talacha? Still asr. If I exchange the basket of apples for a basket of oranges, still asr. This is for me, right? Everyone agrees with that. The shaila is, I make a nether not permitting my basket of apples to rube. So everyone's going to agree that alacha lamaisa gidulein. If you take those apples, plant it, it grows a tree, it's still going to be asr to rube. The shayla is chilufehen. If you exchange the apples for a basket of oranges, what is the status of that basket of oranges for Reuven? So we have two possibilities. Working backwards, we say, listen, maybe chilufehen and gidulehen is just a unit. And if gidulehen is prohibited, chilufehen is prohibited. In that case, it would be asr Reuven as well. On the other hand, maybe not. Maybe the reason ultimately, again, why chilufehen works, chilufehen is a davar shalab the olam, the same way by myself, I could answer my friend's produce onto myself. Therefore, I could also answer a davar shalab the olam. But by my friend, I can't answer my friend's produce onto himself. Maybe I can't answer a davar shalab the olam as well. So that's the shayla. So the Gemara says, so let's, let's answer it up. Amr Avacha Bar Ninyumi, Tashma, Haomer Ishto. So what's this interesting case? Haomer Ishto, Konam She'eni Nana Lech. So we'll say, this is actually very interesting. Now, if you take a look, um, if you take a look at actually take a look at that ghost fitziunim. Was it you see it? It's on the it's on the bottom left. Bottom left, just when you thought the print could not get any smaller, it actually does. So as I said, now listen to this. See he just changes the gear here. The gear says Perish Lav Mash Mash Lava Mash Okay, what this is the case of us is as follows. A man says to his wife, right, Konam my hanoa to you. Konam my hanoa to you. So essentially what he's doing is he's saying to his wife that she is prohibited to get any hanoa from him. That's the case, right? Right? 
they're going to be in Dr. Solomon's or Dr. Kropkin's office very soon, right after, uh, right after making this statement, right? So I say, so ultimately, again, so go ahead, right? So Konam, Konam, ultimately, again, you're not getting any hand off from me. Okay, I will say, now what's the problem with this? There are many problems with this, right? I will say, but again, but one of the problems is the wife has a, has a right to Mizonos, has a right to Mizonos, right? And therefore, Halacha Lameisa, again, how is she getting Mizonos? So watch this, it's actually very interesting. So the Gemara says, Lova, so Lova, so Bale Choven Ban Venefran. So we'll say, what could she do? She could borrow money. She could borrow money. Borrow money to go ahead and pay for Mizonos. And I will say, what happens? The creditors go to the husband for repayment. Now I will say, now this is very interesting. What's the problem? What's the problem? If she's borrowing money and the husband is paying the debt, they will say, what is she getting? What is she getting? Hano. Isn't that in violation of the nether? Rather, it must be what? This is incredible. My time about the Ifran, this is so interesting. So why is it that the creditors have the ability to collect money from the husband? If at the end of the day, wouldn't that be a violation of the nether? In other words, isn't the wife going ahead and getting hana from the husband? It must be, Mishum Dichilufin, Lav Kigidulin Dami. It must be that what? Listen to this. You see, when the wife borrows money to get Mizonos, and then gets Mizonos, and then the creditors go ahead and come to get repayments from the husband. See, Rabbi say that's chilufayan, right? Remember, the hanot that she received was the money she got from the creditor. The money that the husband's paying back is something different. So it's, it's an exchange. It's an exchange. So you see from here that when you make a neder prohibiting someone to get hanot from you, the neder really only devolves upon the primary object, not any exchange for the object. And therefore, Allah Chalamaisa the repayment of the debt is effectively considered to be, considered to be chilufein in exchange, and therefore ultimately, again, it should be permitted. Quite interesting. To which the Gemara says, Amar maybe not. So what's very interesting? Maybe the Gemara says, maybe not. Maybe in reality, this process should not be done. But if it was done, it works. Meaning what? Well, so take a look at the Ran. First wide line in the Ran. First wide line. Shavosid is very interesting. But the way they ran on the same, Shavosid, Pashapshat, Pashapshat, is how we should understand the statement of the Gemara. What the Gemara is saying is ideally, Chilufin is Asr. But, but yeah, if you did it, you did it. The Ran is explaining a little bit differently. The Ran is saying this case of the woman is not really a case of Chilufin. I will say, what's the case of Chilufin? What's the case of Chilufin? What's the case? Where there is a direct exchange. Right? I have a basket of apples. Right, I have a basket of apples, and I directly exchange that basket of apples not for a basket of oranges. That's, and that's what the Gemara says. If I made the net, I'm not getting handed off from the basket of apples. Right, ultimately again, and I exchange it for a basket of oranges. surin, a direct exchange. The Gemara suggests this is not a case of a direct exchange. Right, we'll say right. This is not a case of direct exchange. What's happening over here? Husband made a nether, Wife can't get handed from me. What does she do? She goes out. She borrows money. She gets mizonos. Creditors come back for a bit. This is not a case of direct exchange. So because it's not a, direct of case, a, di- a case of direct exchange, therefore halacha lamaisa is going to be mutter. But maybe, what the Rana is saying is maybe, in a case of direct exchange, it would be usr. 
It would be usher, even for someone else. It would be usher. So the Gemara goes, I do. The Gemara says, Ella, Tashmas. Most of us still trying to resolve our question. Again, just want to be clear. We're, fo- we're hyper focused on one case here. What's the one case? I, say, I have a basket of apples. I say, Ruvain, Konam, this basket of apples to you. So I will say, So what's our Shaila? I exchanged the basket of apples for a basket of oranges. Now my Shaila is, is the basket of oranges usher to Ruvain or not? That's our Shaila. So we tried to prove it by the case of the Isha. The Gemara says, Not a good case. Why? That's not a real case of Chilufayan. That's not a direct exchange. It's a very indirect exchange. So watch this. Elo, Toshma, listen to this. Hamekadesh Ba'arla in the Mikudashes. So listen to this. A man is a Mekadesh, his wife with Arla. So we'll say, so listen to this. So Reuven goes over to Rahab. We'll say, what's Arla? Arla is fruit of the first three years, right? You plant the tree, right? First three years, the fruit is Arla. So Reuven shows up, right? Reuven shows up at, at Rachel's doorstep with a beautiful bushel of apples. Only one problem is Arla. They both say, what's the problem with Arla? Arla is Asarbana. You can't get benefit from Arla. Right? So obviously, again, in order for, for any kind of item, right, or financial instrument to be usable for Kiddushin, it has to be Motobanosh. A woman has to be able to get benefit from it. So she can't get benefit from, from the Arla. So both say, so now watch this. Now watch this. But if he sells the Arla, and ultimately, again, uses the money to affect Kiddushin, ultimately, again, it works. It works. Now, I'll say, what does that show you? What does that show you? That Chilufehen, the exchange of an item, does not have the status of the original item. Take a quick look at Rashi. Rashi is, we'll say, in the second wide line of Rashi, left-hand side. Machar ve'kiddush ve'dimei mekudeshes, ama te'chalifen lav kegidulin dami, so if right, Reuven shows up with a basket of Arla to his Kala, and what does she do? Slams the door in her face, in his face. Get a job, right? Get a job. Bring me something real for Kiddushin. Come on, get it together, right? So I will say, I don't need to project, right? I will say, I will say, but, but again, but, but Lamai says, so what happens now? He goes and he sells the Arla, sells the Arla, comes back with a bag of money, Gives her the money and it's machine mikudeshes. It works. Really? So fascinating. What does that show you? What does that show you? That chilufehen lav kigidulin, right? That ultimately the exchange of something pro- prohibited does not, is, it has a difference, has a permitted status. It's not, in other words, when you exchange a prohibited item for something else, the prohibited status does not devolve upon the secondary item. Vaharaya, the money of the Arla is able to affect Kiddushin. So I will say, so using this logic again, plugging this back in, what will we say? I say to Ruvain, this basket of apples should be ushered to you, Konam, this basket of apples to you, and now change the basket of apples for a basket of oranges. What should be the status of the oranges? Mutter. Mutter, right? Mutter. Why? Because what have we just shown? That the exchange does not take on the status of the original item. Just like when you sell the Arla, the money becomes permitted, so to the oranges should be permitted as well. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 no. I will say, again, what the Gemara is saying is like this. When the Gemara says it works, what does it mean it works? What does it mean it works? It works bidiyavad, right? In other words, I will say, no one's going to say that really you should sell Arla and go ahead and use the proceeds of that sale for Kiddushin, right? L'chatchila, one should not do it. Why? Because L'chatchila, we say, Chilufehen is Kigidulin, Kigidulehen, right? Ultimately, again, the exchange of a prohibited item takes on the same status as the original prohibited item. It's just, Bidi Eved, 
Bidiyavad, if you did it, it works. The Ovid, Ovid, if you did it, ultimately again, it'll work. Good, so we'll say, so let's close this out. So now, the, the way this, so we'll say, the Sugya doesn't really seem to end in a, in a totally definitive way. So let's analyze this a little bit. So let's see, what is the Halacha Lamaisa? So we'll say, so essentially what we have is really two questions. Right, two questions. Ultimate. So let's let's so right. Question number one. So actually, let's work backwards. So we'll say, how do we pass in this last case? So again, here's what I know. Here's what I know. I make a nether. I make a nether to go that this basket of fruit should be konam to me. So we'll say, if I take the fruit, I take the basket of apples and I plant them and make a new apple orchard. What's the halacha? What's the halacha? Aser. What do we call that? Gidulayan. Excellent. If I take the basket of apples and I change for a basket of oranges, what's the halacha? Aser. Why on me? Aser. Why? What's our Shailah? I say, Ruvay, the basket of apples should be konam to you. So now both say, plant the apples and they plant the apples and it grows, uh, grows an orchard. What's the Allah for Ruvay? What's the Allah? Aser. They will say, no one's arguing on that. Why? Because Allah says it's clear that the new apples are an extension of the old ones. Ah, what happens if I change the basket of apples for a basket of oranges? So both say, that's the Machlokis case. Listen to the Rambam. Hilchos Nadarim Perekvav Halokha Tesvav Haoser Perosav Al Chavero Bein b'neder, bein b'shvua. Get ready for this. Hare gidulehen v'chilufehen safek. See, say the Rambam is picking up the sugi. If you notice, by the way, the sugi. The Rambam is doing two things over here. The first thing the Rambam will say is doing is he's saying, by the way, gidulehen v'chilufehen is a unit. Is a unit. There's no such thing as subdividing them. They're a unit. They're a unit. Now, say, now why does he say safek? Why does he say safek? Because the Gemara doesn't come to a resolution. Right? The Gemara leaves it totally open-ended. I will say what the Gemara makes it sound like is, L'chathila, we say ultimately again, Gidulehen is going to be Aser. Right? But Bidi Eved, Gidulehen will not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. L'chathila, Chilufehen will be Aser. But Bidi Eved, Chilufehen seems to take on a status of its own. That's what the Gemara sounds like. So the Ramam says it's a Safik. Therefore, L'fichach. So therefore, watch this. Look what Rambam says. So I go ahead. I take the basket of apples. I say, I say, Ruvain, Konam, this basket of apples to you. So now, so now what happens? What do we say to Ruvain? What do we say to Ruvain? You cannot get any benefit from the apples if the apples are planted and then grown to an apple orchard, or if they're exchanged for something else. That's the lechatchila. However, the Rambam says, but. If the apples were planted and they grew an orchard and Ruben benefited from it, he's not in violation. Or the basket of apples were exchanged for a basket of, was exchanged for a basket of oranges. If he got hana, he got hana. So we'll say fascinating. So the Raman Paskins, Chilufeyen, Vigidulehen, by Ruben is a Suffolk case. Any case of Suffolk Lechatchila, we will tell Ruben, you are Aser, Bigidulehen, or Bechilufeyen, but if you benefited from it, you are not in violation of a nether. Incredible. Incredible. Good. So I will say, so what about, what about the previous case? Remember again, the way we started out the sugi, I will say was, I say to Ruvain, I say to Ruvain, um, konam my house unto you. So I will say, what was the shayla? If I then go ahead and sell the house to someone else, does the status remain or not? So I will say, the way the Gemara seemed to end off, seemed to end off was saying that Allah, a person has the ability to ask for something that he currently owns and that level of Isra will remain with the item even what? Or even when? When he no longer owns it. 
Interestingly enough, the Rambam says, Oh, same parak. Parak hey, alocha hey. Hey, hey, hilchos nedarim. The Rambam says, Amr lo, peros elu asurna lecha. Lo, amr perosai. So we'll say, so remember again, this is a distinction we made before, that the Gemara is not making anything more. Mishnah made it. So if a person says, these peros should be asur to you, afa pisha machron o shemes v'nofel acher hare hare elu asurna lov. If you phrase the neder not in the possessive, but in the general, the Ruvain, these peros are usher to you. Konam, these peros to you. That level of isra remains upon the peros even when I no longer own the peros. Even if I sell them, right? Why? Because if I ask for something that belongs to me, I ask for it upon my friend. Namely, that when you create a level of Isra upon something that you currently own, that level of Isra remains with the object, even if the object leaves your ownership. Now the exception to this rule is, We learned this before. If the way you phrase the Nedra is how? In the possessive. My house. My fruit. In that case, what? If I sell it or I die, it's no longer in my possession, then in that case, the Isra goes away with me. So two very important pieces of halacha. So again, halacha, my Sadr Rambam adapts the concept of Adam Oser Daver Bershuso, and ultimately again, I can ask for something while it's under my ownership, and that level of Isra remains with the object, even when I no longer own it. And halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa. If I go ahead and I ask for something upon my friend, lechatchila, he remains aser begidulim bechilufeyim. But by the evidence, if he got hana, there is no penalty for that. Incredible. So let's begin the Mishnah. Mishnah, ha'o harini alayich cherem. So it's very interesting. I say to my friend, then I will say, up until now, we've been using the lashon of konam. Now we're transitioning a little bit, and we use lashon of cherem. I say, I go over to her and I say, Ruvain, I am cherem unto you. I am cherem unto you. They will say, if you never learn the Dharam, somebody says to you like, oh, thank you, right? I don't know, right? <laughs> okay, right. Shabbos to you too, right? Right, so I'll say, so, now it's, that's why it's good to learn. Right, I already cherem my life. So I am cherem unto you. So if you look at the Ran, second to last line, I will say from the bottom, second to last line, Harini alay cherem, shetehei hana also alav kecherem, Shabedek habayis. Shabbos say cherem means an item that is cherem is an item that belongs to the base hamikdash. Shabbos say the Ran is pointing out over here what type of what what is cherem? Cherem means something that's owned for bedek habayis. Bedek habayis means temple upkeep. Shabbos if you remember again in the beginning of the sugya we were talking about the concept we were talking about the concept that halacha lemaisa that there are two different types of hegdish right? There's kiddushas damim and kiddushas aguf. There's monetary sanctity and there's physical sanctity, right? So, for example, when you're makdish a carbon, ola, right? That animal has physical sanctity, physical sanctity. As opposed to if you take a beam, right, a beam of wood, and you say that's hagdish, that has financial sanctity. So, we'll say, so the Ranj is pointing out when a person says I'm cherem, cherem is a level of financial sanctity. So ultimately, again, so what I'm, what, I, what, what am I saying? What am I? Actually, so what I'm saying to Ruben is Ruben. I am cherem unto you. What, the, what, what that statement actually means is, I'm saying to Ruvain, Ruvain, you are not allowed to get any hana'a from me. That's what's happening over here. So what's the halacha? Hano der aser. So I'm sorry. Hamudar aser. 
the person who is the subject of the vow. Ruvain. Right? So if I say to Ruvain, Ruvain, I am Cherem to you. They both say, who has the Isra over here? Who has the Isra? Ruvain. In that Ruvain is not permitted to get any Hanah from me. Okay. Hariat alai Cherem. If I say, Ruvain, you are Cherem unto me, then what? Hanodar Aser. I, the person who is making the nether, I am Aser. Does it mean I am Aser? In other words, I am the one who cannot get any benefit from Ruvain. Harini alayich va'at alay. So let's say again, I say to Ruvain, Ruvain, all right, I am cherev unto you. You are cherev unto me. So what happens? Shnei masur. They're both asur to get hana from one another. Now both say, now watch this. So both say, here's what's fascinating. Now once we get into a situation of what we'll call mutual iser, we're going to get into the interesting topic about what about items that are jointly owned. So therefore the Gemara says, Ushnei and I will say they are both permitted to get benefit from things that were created for the benefit of those who came back from Baba. So I will say, we're going to see, we're going to see, if you look, if you look at the last round on the daf, the round says, Mutarim Oli Babel, Shefkirim Oli Babel L'chol Yisrael. They will say, we're going to see something very interesting, that when the Jews from Babel came back to Eretz Yisrael, what they did is, on the way back between Babel and Eretz Yisrael, they created a number of wells. Wells. They did this first of all on their way back, right, with Ezra and Nehemiah, right, to God. But even more than that, remember, even when the Jews came back with Ezra and Nehemiah to rebuild the second Beis Amikdash, the majority of Jews did not come back. They did not come back. So there was still a whole population in Babel. When they rebuilt the second Beis Amikdash, so remember again, there's now once again a Chiyah Bavaliyah Larego, which means every Yantiv, you had Jews coming from Babel to Eretz Yisrael. So there, were, there was a, 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 a wells all along the way. Those are called the wells of Ole Bavel. So we'll say in this case over here, Reuven and Shimon have just made, right? Reuven says, Reuven says to Shimon, Harini alayich va'at alay. Right? Reuven, I am also to get benefit from you and you are also to get benefit from me. So we'll say, so in this case, the mission just points out, they're permitted to get benefit from the wells between Babel and Eretz Yisrael. What's the reason for that? We'll say, because ultimately, again, those wells, the Ran says, Shef kirim Ole Bavel achol Yisrael. They're essentially, the wells are essentially hefker for all of Klal Yisrael. Okay. Oh, very interesting. And I will say, but watch this. Let's say Reuven and Shimon live in the same city. They live in the same city. So we'll say, as residents of the city, there are certain things that the residents own jointly. Well, any part of the city that, right, that's owned jointly, neither Reuven nor Shimon have the ability to benefit from. Right? Why, Rabbi? Say, why? Because remember again, since they own it jointly, if Reuven benefits from it, then what? He's benefiting from Shimon. If Shimon benefits from it, then he's benefiting from Reuven. So, and so if they live in the same city, any jointly owned city items, neither one can benefit from. So the Mishnah defines these terms. The Mishnah, the Ezu Davrasha Ole Bavel, what's an example of something owned by Ole Bavel, or something belonging to Ole Bavel? Kigon, Harabayis, Incredible, I will say, Harabayis. So, what, by the way, that's another way of also saying is, Harabayis is owned by no one, and therefore it's the possession of everyone. So, we'll say it's actually very interesting, because remember, again, even though the Gemara spoke about this, speaks about this, that technically speaking, the, the, the tribal line between Yehuda and Binyamin actually runs through the Beis HaMikdash. But interestingly enough, we hold that Yerushalayim lo nischalka l'shvatim. Yerushalayim does not, does not belong to any one of the Shvatim. It belongs to everyone. But specifically, Harabai Yisrael is not considered to be the property of anyone. 
right? Any one individual. So therefore, for example, even in this case, where Reuben and Shimon now are not permitted to benefit from each other, ultimately, again, they can still go to Harabayis, Vazaros, same thing with the court of the Zbeis HaMikdash, Vahabar Sheba'em Tzahaderech. And I will say, the pit, the pit ultimately, again, refers to the watering hole, right? The well, the cistern on the road up between Babel and Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so we'll say, so these are examples of items that belong to Ole Babel, and therefore, Halach Alamaisa, both Reuben and Shimon are permitted to get benefit from it. Ve'ezuhu davar shal osayir, so I will say, what's an example of something that belongs to the city? Kigon harachava, the town square. Ve'hamerchatz, the bathhouse. Be'saknesses, the shul. Teva, ultimately the aron. Ve'hasvarim, and ultimately books. So we'll say, all of these svarim, books, literally again, these all refer to items that if you live in a city, if you live in a city, it's jointly owned by the residents of the city. So the problem of Osair is anything jointly, if you think about it, right, Reuben and Shimon live in the same city, Reuben and Shimon live in the same city, so now what happens? Reuben said, I'm cheirim to you, and you're cheirim to me, they can't benefit from each other. So we'll say, what's the problem? The problem is, if they benefit from any of the jointly owned town's property, in every jointly owned town's property, we'll say, what happens? Reuben has a chilik, and Shimon has a chilik, right? They both have they, they both have a chilik in the same property. So what's the problem? If Reuven benefits from it, then what is he effectively doing? What is he doing? He's benefiting from Shimon. And if Shimon benefits from it, what is he benefiting from? From Reuven. So we'll say this is interesting contradistinction between assets of a city or property of a city which may be jointly owned versus what we call property of only Bavel, which is free to be used by every member of Cloud Israel. But what? But what? Belongs to no one. So because it belongs to no one, both Reuben and Shimon are permitted to get benefit from it, as opposed to, as opposed to the, some of the assets of the city, the property of the city, which is jointly owned, if they have mutually restrictive nidarim, neither of them are permitted to get benefit from it. So we'll say, we'll stop over for today, we're stopping mid-Mishnah, mid-Mishnah, but let's stop over here, let's, let's hop in a few minutes on Masilas Yisharim before, uh, before our time runs out. We'll say, beautiful, beautiful beginning to the week. Good.